Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in with you. I hope you're having a terrific Monday. hope you had a great weekend because we got a lot to get into today. And it's primarily centered around NBA Players Podcasts, which is what we have to react to from over the weekend because Draymond Green did a pod, and he spent the first 20 minutes talking about the parade celebration and, you know, what it's like winning that fourth ring and how he called LeBron, and LeBron was like, you know, it's different when you have that fourth ring compared to that third one, and all these different things, and then he spends the last 40 minutes of his podcast just ripping on all the media members, Skip Bayless, Nick Wright, and Kendrick Perkins, so we'll get to that later on. Kevin Durant had his podcast, the Etcetera's podcast, and he had a lot to say. And this was a couple of days ago, and he mentioned and harkened back to the time with his uh, with, with his time with the Warriors and harkened back to his spats with the media. So we'll get to all of that later on uh, because these podcasts, man, the new media, and I find it uh, I find it fascinating because Draymond talks about the new media and Kevin Durant also talked about the new media as well because he doesn't really understand what the new media is. And then we also have the Giants to get to. But before we do talk about the Giants as they lost two of three to the Cincinnati Reds at home, the Reds being one of the worst teams in baseball, I just want to mention the Avs. They won last night, the Avalanche. They beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, stopped the Lightning from three-peating, winning a third straight Stanley Cup final. Shout-out to the Colorado Avalanche. I know Sharks fans, uh, any of you that are out there, probably aren't too big of a fan of the Avalanche, but really they don't have a lot of hateable pieces. It's not like if you would have seen you know, the Las Vegas Golden Knights win a Stanley Cup final. But just a little bit on that. No sport does a trophy ceremony like hockey. 
like the NHL specifically. Their trophy ceremony is fantastic because it is about the trophy. And it's refreshing to see that. Like, I love, like, there's nothing better than watching a team win a championship. I mean, if you hate that team, okay, that's, I understand that. If you don't like watching that, that's totally fine. But if you don't feel one way or another about said team, and you're seeing them win the championship, it's a pretty cool moment. Because you're watching all this hard work that they put into the regular season, everything that goes into the postseason, all of their work had paid off, and you see all the emotion just pouring out onto the court, onto the ice, onto the field, whatever sport you're watching, the other team win a championship. Like watching Real Madrid win the Champions League. It helped a little bit that it was over Liverpool. Me being a Chelsea fan, I'm okay watching that. But the trophy ceremony within the NHL, there is no other ceremony like it. Because you have the captain. That makes a difference. You have the captain who is right there holding the trophy taking a picture with it, and behind the captain, as they're taking a picture with the trophy, you get fireworks coming up. So you get that really cool shot of the fireworks in the background, the sparklers, whatever you want to call them. And then each player goes around holding up that Stanley Cup and skates around the ice. It's not, oh, let's instantly get a microphone in front of this player's face and let's get his thoughts on it. It really is all about the trophy. And celebrating the fact that you won that trophy, and then afterwards you get you, you don't get you don't get the speeches over the PA system within the arena, and this is how it's been going on forever. But within the NHL, you don't get too much of that, and maybe that you know hurts your sport in terms of getting to know your players, blah blah blah. But I think the most important thing is the trophy. And what they did with it, what they continue to do with it, the National Hockey League, they do it better than any other sport. Now, if you missed it, you know, and you're not a hockey fan, that's fine. But I highly recommend if you aren't much of a hockey fan and you get a chance to just watch the playoffs come next season. Because you don't know who is going to be at the top. Unlike most years, this year they actually got it right. The two teams that were representing each conference, uh, the Lightning and the Avalanche, those teams were actually expected to be in that spot. But that doesn't happen often within hockey. You know, the two teams that everyone predicts is going to be making a Stanley Cup final or making a push for the Stanley Cup final, that doesn't happen all that much. So it did in this series, and the Avs were very much deserving. So shout out to them for winning the Stanley Cup. But really, no one does trophy ceremonies uh, like the National Hockey League. Baseball, baseball's okay. You know, I, I don't really think much of baseballs. You just get them, you know, holding up the trophy in the middle, and, and really that's it. You don't get too much of each player holding up the trophy. Basketball, it's cool to see them all on stage, but throughout the time that they're talking, like none of the team is paying attention to anything that they're saying. Although you do get some you, you do get some moments. Don't get me wrong. You do get the moments, you know, like with Clay Thompson, and you do get the holy cannolis every now and then. Holy cannoli. This is crazy. You do get that, sure. But I just think making it about the trophy and the way that they skate around the rink and each player is holding it up, I think it's pretty cool. And by the way, I was thinking about this too. I'd be terrified to carry that thing around. Now, maybe that's just me, because I'm kind of a klutz. 
Or at least I used to be. Not so much anymore. But it used to be, look, you don't trust me. You don't trust me holding that Stanley Cup. Everyone else can skate around the ice with it. Nah, just keep that thing away from me. It's probably going to drop to the ground. Actually, that thing did drop to the ground during the team photo. Go check that out. But I'd be terrified holding that thing up on skates. Nevertheless... Everyone's just so comfortable doing it, and maybe it's because you're in the moment and you're not really thinking about it, but me being who I am, I'd overthink it 100%. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh God, please don't drop it, please don't drop it. And you're just like running around the or skating around the rink, holding it up, then all of a sudden you just trip, fall, catch an edge, as they say. I'd be terrified of holding a cup. Well, one team that's not going to be hoisting up a trophy anytime soon I think we can all agree, are not only the Oakland Athletics, but also the San Francisco Giants. Bay Area baseball, not going too well right now. Slater now going back, still going back, and he missed it. And it'll be a ground rule double, which means Solano has to go back to third. The Giants catch a break here. Gives you an idea of the carry in this ballpark right now. We saw about a three-step from Slater coming into the ball. Then he realized, that i got to get back on it. He never could. It's the one thing you have to gauge as an outfielder here because it just seems like the carry to the outfield is always a little bit different. That was NBC Sports Bay Area. That was the Reds making it a 4 to nothing game as they take 2 of 3 from the Giants over the weekend. The 25-47 and 47 Reds against a 39-32 and 32 up until yesterday Giants team. Like, the Giants should have been winning that series and taking that series. They played well on Saturday night. They hit the ball well. Wilmer Flores did, especially. And they could put run up, runs up on the board. But the issues that have been glaring with this Giants team has been everything from the starters to the bullpen to the base running and the defense. Putting runs on the board doesn't matter if those other facets of the game, those other aspects of the game aren't working. And I play that cut specifically. I play that Matt Reynolds ground rule double because it was a 4 nothing ball game. That was the third inning. And every single run that was scored in the third inning, because it would end up being a 7 to nothing game by the time the top of the third was over, it was all done with two outs. And the guy who was pitching at the time was one Anthony DiSclefani. Now, DiSclefani. <sighs> DiSclefani, DiSclefani, DiSclefani. He was put on the 60-day IL, so we hadn't really seen much of him. Last season, he had a good season outside of pitching against the Dodgers. If you look at the numbers, if you look statistically and look at his earned run, his ERA, his earned run average, outside of facing the Dodgers, it was pretty good. So that might convince you, oh yeah, DiSclefani, good pitcher, good pitcher. And then you see what he did against the Dodgers in the division series, just being an absolute non-factor. And going into this year, already getting hurt, then coming back, so far, he is 0-2 with a 9.95 ERA in five games. He's only pitched 19 innings, he struck out 17, and he has a whip of 2.05. 2.05! The whip stat... If you have just a little bit over one, that's okay. That's okay. But having it over two, that's terrible. 
That is not good. And they gave DeSclafani a three-year deal last season. Don't even worry about the money. They gave him a three-year deal, and he is the only one under contract till 2024. So the future for this team is uncertain. I don't know what types of deals they're going to give anybody else. Of course, you'd go back to you know Kevin Gosman and whether they should have gave a deal to him. Well, if they were going to sign Kevin Gosman, they probably would have had to sign him to a five-year deal, which is what I believe that he got in Toronto. It was a four- or five-year deal. And I just don't know how I feel about giving pitchers uh, that long a shelf life on your team under contract, especially when they're going to be on the other side at 30. We saw what happened with you know Johnny Cueto. For example, you'd just be waiting for that contract to run out by the time the fourth and fifth years come around. Maybe you'd get three good, uh, three good years out of the guy. So I don't know when it comes to Kevin Gosman, whether they should have signed him or not, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't really care about that. But the re- fact remains, they signed Anthony DiScalfani as well as Alex Wood, and DiScalfani just doesn't have it. Like, that's just it. He does not have it. You know, whether you get into these two-out situations, whether your two-strike pitch isn't working, whether you got a bad break with that, uh, with the uh, Austin Slater cut that I just played, Matt Reynolds hitting the ground rule double because Austin Slater misplayed the ball. But the whole point of being a good pitcher is to get out of those jams, is to find yourself in hot water, and to get yourself out of hot water. That is what the good pitchers do. And it seems like Di Sclafani, when he's rolling, sure, he's rolling, but as soon as he gives up that hit and gets into the stretch, that's when things really start to go downhill for him. And he just doesn't really show much emotion. He said a bunch of things yesterday uh, during his post game, and you know he he's he sounds frustrated. Yeah, super frustrated. You know all that happening with two outs is you know unacceptable, and and again, certainly frustrated. And they sound, and they, and they asked him, "Hey, Anthony, uh, how are you going to get back to last year's form?" And the simple quote was, "Not suck." What? <laughs> That's it. Just to say, not suck. That's it. Like, like, I mean, we we got this dude for three more years. You're going to need a little more than not suck. Come on, you're supposed to come back to the come back to the starting rotation and try and help it help out a little bit when these other guys are going on the injured list. When guys like Alex Cobb and Jacob Junis are all going to the IL, you need to do something to help them out. So I don't really know where I'm at with these Clefani. Maybe Farhan can work his magic and do a. Mark Melanson type thing where it doesn't seem like anybody would want to take on that contract. Then boom, all of a sudden he trades Melanson to the uh, Atlanta Braves. He actually, you know, thrives a little bit when he's there in Atlanta after he's traded. But he was one of the worst closers that the Giants had ever seen, and that contract was terrible. And I was, we everyone was shocked that Farhan was able to get rid of that contract. I wonder if he's going to be able to do the same same thing with Sclafani. because watching this dude pitch, I mean, he's got movement on his pitches. He's got a little bit of that two-seam movement, and we've seen him at times paint the black and locate his pitches perfectly right on the outside corner, all those different things. But Di Sclafani, I just I don't know with him. I really don't. And this year it just seems like he's not as motivated. And by the way, there's one thing, actually. We got a break. There's one thing that really did get me from this series, which I didn't really understand, and we'll get to that next. 888-957-9570 is the Xfinity Mobile text line and the phone number, of course, if you'd like to weigh in just where you're at as a Giants fan with this team. Now, later on in the show, we are going to get to what Kevin Durant 
and Draymond Green had to say on their respective podcast, Kevin Durant on the Etcetera's podcast, and Draymond Green on the Draymond Green show, because Draymond not only talked about the parade and winning a fourth ring, but he went at Skip Bayless, Nick Wright, and Kendrick Perkins. We'll get into all that. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. From the 925 at the Xfinity Mobile text slide, Stu Langford, the 40-year-old homer with the Giants poster above his bed. Where's Aaron Judge going to be next season? I knew you were a bolo flex slash shake weight guy. <laughs> oh, man. How many times do I have to tell you I'm not a 40-year-old homer? Good Lord. I just had my 29th birthday on Thursday. I appreciate you thinking that I'm 40, though. Having the maturity of a 40-year-old. Where's Aaron Judge going to be next season? I'll give you the answer to that. Probably with the Yankees. I don't know if you're even asking that real question. By the way, it's not a bolo flex. It's a bow flex. Get it right, 925. If you're going to insult me, do it properly. Uh, Shout out to Monsters, Inc. Where's Aaron Judge going to be next season? Probably with the Yankees again. Because two times in the past four games, he's hit a walk-off bomb. Three runs. In, gone. Aaron Judge is fantastic. Like, I, you know, I brought that up last week because Buster only wrote a piece about it and, you know, said that some destinations for Aaron Judge out of the seven teams that he listed, one of which being the Yankees, the Giants seemed like the other one that would be the most enticing. Felt like the other teams that he was listing, he gave a bunch of reasons as to why Judge wouldn't sign with that team. He didn't give that much for the Giants. So I was thinking, ooh, there could be a real possibility there, but whatever the Yankees decide to do, they better pay him whatever. <laughs> they better pay him whatever he wants to be paid because he absolutely deserves it. Of course, they gave him that deal. They gave him an extension before the season. He rejected that extension. He was brought to arbitration, and now he's going to be due for a deal in free agency Boy, it's going to be a big one because this dude is just raking right now. Same thing with Shohei Otani. (laughs) Otani, he's going insane. Anybody see that home run that he hit a couple of days ago? This dude gets thrown at, gets brought to the ground because the ball's coming straight at his head. Then on the next pitch, he crushes one 465 feet, 118 miles an hour off the bat. I know a lot of you don't care about exit velocity, and it's miss you with the exit velocity, but damn it, I find it intriguing. So I'm going to mention it. That guy's going to be due for a big deal, too. I don't know what these guys are going to get. You know, I don't even know if there's going to be like a market set for these guys. Um... But going to that, I don't think the Giants are going to be in contention because also... If you're a free agent, you'd have to want to go to that destination. And I don't know if the Giants are a destination for free agents right now. DeSclafani, the only guy that you have under contract till 2024. Your future is very uncertain. You know, these guys in the minor leagues, I'd love to see him called up and I'd love to see him go off. I'd love to see Elliot Ramos be an everyday starter. I'd love to see Marco Luciano be the shortstop that everyone's hopes everyone hopes that he could be. 
I'd love to see Kyle Harrison, the starting pitcher. I'd love to see him on the come-up. I'd love to see Luis Matos. I'd love to see that dude starting in center field. I'd love to see all of that. But really, we just don't know. And, you know, the question comes along, we brought this up a couple of weeks ago, was that when it comes to the Giants, this is what I talked about in an off day when the Warriors were in the finals, and I was just like, all right, you know what, we got a couple of days off here. I can actually get some Giants talk and squeeze it in. The one question mark I had around the Giants was not only what type of team this is, but come July, what's their team going to look like? Are they going to be buyers? Are they going to be sellers? I don't know. Because right now, it doesn't look like they are going to be buyers at the deadline. If you are a buyer, that means that you are in contention. Now, technically, they still are. And I'd love to remain positive about this team. And I'm not saying they're done by any stretch because baseball's weird, man. (laughs) Baseball's odd. Teams can go on, on a winning streak at any given time. You really never know. And that can change the entire outcome of a regular season, especially in what they call the dog days of summer. Leading up to the All-Star break, these little win streaks, they, they matter. But it doesn't look like the Giants are going to do that right now. I just don't think they are a destination for free agents. And I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what their plan is. I don't know what Farhan's plan is as of right now. He gave Brandon Crawford the two-year deal last season after he had what felt like a career year. And it doesn't look like Brandon Crawford is going to be that same Brandon Crawford. I don't think we're going to see a Brandon Crawford again that can hit... 270, 280. Of course, we know what he could do at shortstop on defense, but I don't know if we're going to see that same guy in the batter's box. Brandon Belt, he had the one-year deal worth $18 million, and I don't think he's going to be getting another deal with the Giants after what he's done this season. What we saw on the tail end of last year, right before he ended up getting hurt in August, was a Brandon Belt like we've never seen before. The dude hit like 20 home runs in, in, in a couple of months. Like He was on absolute fire. But we're not going to see that Brandon Belt again. He's not going to be the same. So what are they going to do at first base? I don't know. I don't know what their answer is going to be. Do they just purchase a bunch of guys in free agency? Well, Farhan hasn't really shown a propensity to do that. Do you want to just try and get a underpaid first baseman who maybe has a future, who has something you could develop? I don't know what the future holds for this Giants team. But if you're asking me the question, Aaron Judge, where he's going to be next season... If I'm Aaron Judge, great. That's a hometown team. I'd love to play for that hometown team. Is that team going to win anytime soon? Because I'm on a Yankees team. And, And you never know. The Yankees, who are playing the best baseball out of anybody in the league right now, they are right on track for that, ever since 2009, the regular, hey, Yankees lose in the ALCS. That's the headline that we're that we're heading toward, in my opinion. Just I, I just feel it coming on. I don't know why. Something feels fishy. I just got a gut feeling. Sound like some of these heart, hot take artists that Draymond Green is calling out. We'll get to that on the other side. But I don't think that uh, this place is much of a destination right now for Aaron Judge and where he wants to go. If the Yankees end up losing in ALCS, then maybe they'll, they'll reconsider some things. Because if they can't win now, then when are they going to win? But... The Yankees would be stupid to not pay him every single cent that they possibly can. Um, but that wasn't what I was going into break with. Damn you, 925. You gave me content. But also strayed me away from what I was going to break and what I teased. Something that m- made me frustrated. Obviously, we know. Not frustrated. I was just, I was kind of confused. Because this wasn't cool. This wasn't, uh, it wasn't funny. I just didn't get it. 
And that was what the Reds did prior to this series. Now, we all know about what happened with Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson, in a fantasy football league, stashed guys on his injured reserve and added other players. I guess Tommy Pham didn't like that. And then it was also something within the group text where Jock Peterson made a joke about how the Padres weren't as good as the Dodgers or the Giants. Then he sent like a gif of the world's strongest man who, where, where the gif was they were doing the barrel toss, you know, behind their head and they were trying to get it over the bar. You know what I mean? Like, they had their backs to the bar, and they tried to... uh, The keg. They tried to flip the keg over the bar. Well, the first two guys managed to do it, and it had the Giants and the Dodgers logo on those two guys. Then the third guy, who was struggling to do it, had the Padres logo photoshopped onto him. Tommy Pham didn't like that. So Tommy Pham goes up to Jock Peterson before the game, smacks him, and ends up... Put, uh, turning himself in, quote unquote, turning himself in—is that what you want? Is that what you want to call it? That's what it was phrased as, and he uh, was suspended for the rest of the series. Although it didn't really make much of a difference through that series, nobody really cared. But Tommy Pham had kind of embarrassed himself, in my opinion. I know a lot of people are saying, "Well, Jock Peterson, you know, should have slapped him back," or "Jock Peterson should have retaliated." No, Tommy Pham, you're a professional. You're a professional athlete. You should know better than to go and slap someone prior to a game. And, like, that's just, it's unprofessional. It makes, it's a bad look for the team. It's a bad look for everybody around you. A bad look for your peers. Yet, the team wore these shirts that said, that were red, that were all red. And on the the logo, they said, fam on it. And in fam, they had it in comic book writing. So, it was instead of, like, bam, you know, in the Batman movies or whatever you see. It said, Fam. So number one, not that funny. Number two, why would you back up your teammate in that situation when your teammate was clearly in the wrong and embarrassed your team? I didn't understand that. I don't think the, the Reds don't know who they are. What is Tommy Pham going to do? Is he going to you know, go on to this radio show? Is he listening right now? Are they getting on to the team flight? Is Tommy Pham going to come around here and do some MMA? I'm sure there's a gym around here that we could go to, that we could fight at. Kind of like he talked about with... With uh, with Luke Voigt earlier on in the season, oh, he knows me. He can go. You can come find me. But you didn't end up seeing anything happen. The only uh, the only real uh, baseball brawl, if that's what you w- want to call it, the only brawl that we saw was between the Angels and the Mariners over the weekend, and it involved Jesse Winker getting hit on the Mariners. And then he goes to the dugout and tries to beat up Phil Nevin. And Anthony Rendon, who has a broken arm, comes through with a cast on his right arm, puts his puts a left hand in Jesse Winker's face. And I love this. ESPN and MLB.com, everybody, they said Rendon struck Winker with his left hand. He just put his hand in his face. So he didn't exactly strike him. That's number one. But number two, he did it with a cast on. So that made it funny. And then at the end, I forgot which pitcher it was, but in the dugout, they had that tray full of sunflower seeds. He throws it out onto the field in protest. That was the only brawl we actually saw happening. We didn't see anything happen with the Giants and the Reds, except for the Giants just lost two of three, and they had no room to talk. They just didn't. And Jock got the better of Tommy Pham, sort of, I guess. He got a fly ball in left field, caught one on Saturday. I don't know if that counts as getting Tommy Pham, but this whole thing was just much ado about nothing, and it still remains 
one of the strangest stories of 2022 uh, within the sports season. Now, moving on from baseball to basketball, specifically with Draymond and Kevin Durant. I know a lot of you are tired of talking about Kevin Durant. I know a lot of a lot of you are tired about hearing about Kevin Durant, but with everything that's going on, his podcast was much sought after, the Etcetera's podcast, and he did it a few days ago. He did it on the 24th on Friday. And KD spoke on the Warriors, so I do want to get to that. Plus, Draymond. Draymond released his podcast yesterday, and he went off at the quote-unquote real media as he is starting this new club, the new cult, the new media. We'll get to that sound next because he called out Skip Bayless. He called out Kendrick Perkins. He called out Nick Wright. And you know what? We're actually going to preface that in the next segment with the takes from these guys during the regular season to which Draymond is talking about. Now, I want to get to those next. We got a lot to unpack on the final half hour. We're probably not going to get to all of it, and that's just how it goes when you got an hour-long show and time flies. But again, 888-957-9570 is the Xfinity Mobile text line and the phone number if you'd like to weigh in. The wave of new media, how do you feel about it? 888-957-9570. That's going to be my question to you on the other side. Do you want to see more breakdowns of basketball? Or do you find all the drama to be more fascinating? You don't want to see analysis. You want to see hot takes. What do you want to see on the other side? Stephen Langford and all the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Thank you. 
pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Hope you are having a fantastic Monday and had a great weekend overall. Now, I do want to get to this Draymond podcast because he spoke on a lot of different things. Now, he mostly, you know, for 20 minutes, so he had about an hour-long podcast. I actually, to be honest with you, I listened to it at one and a half speed because he takes a lot of pregnant pauses. Like, Draymond, I love Draymond. I love his pod, and I can't wait to play this sound for you because he goes in on Skip Bayless. He goes in on Kendrick Perkins. He goes in on Nick Wright. And unfortunately, I didn't have enough time to grab all the Nick Wright stuff because he went on for so long, and I didn't have enough time to cut it. And I'm the only one in here this morning, so I apologize. That's on me, but I managed to get the stuff on Skip Bayless and Kendrick Perkins. So we will play that, but... The pregnant pauses, if anybody, if any of you have listened to this show from the start, from the very start, all the way back from when our man Matt Kolsky was hosting it and I was producing this show, all the way to when me and Anna Kagarakis were co-hosting this show, and ever since I started out solo, you heard the pregnant pauses in that first show. Now, I'm not going to assume that you did. But just to give you some insight, this was a game where Nick Mullins goes off against the New York Giants, and that was my first show. A lot of pregnant pauses there. I still take them every now and then, but to be honest, that's just because I'm turning off the mic and clearing the throat, you know, getting the voice back. You've heard it over the air sometimes, because I've forgotten to turn off the mic. It happens. I try to be a professional. But... Draymond takes a lot of pregnant pauses, dude. It's like, Draymond, just get to the point. <laughs> like, like whatever, whatever point you're trying to make, get to it. Dude takes like 10 seconds to gather his thoughts, but I guess it's his own podcast, so he can do whatever he wants. So really, who cares? But he did call out Skip Bayless. He did call out Kendrick Perkins, and he called out Nick Wright. Now, I want to play this montage, and shout out to our guy Kyle Madsen from Willard and Dibs. He put this together after the Warriors won the championship. These are the highlights of bad Warriors takes from the season. This is all from the regular season, and this has to do with the Warriors, and this will give you some context as to what Draymond Green is talking about. But I don't think they're winning a title anytime soon, and that means the dynasty is over. I think AD and LeBron in L.A. for the next three years together, in my opinion, neutralizes Golden State from getting back to the finals. And I also think, and I don't think this is exaggeration, the Warriors' dynasty, I think it ends tonight. It lasted five years. You got five finals. You won three titles. This is about how long they last. Bogut's retiring. Boogie's not coming back. Katie won't play next year. Sean Livingston probably quits basketball. A lot of size, a lot of length, leaving Oracle. They're going to look a lot like the Portland Trailblazers, but a better version. A dynamic coach, backcourt, two great guards, and then not enough size 
and not enough scoring in the front court. NBA dynasties, five years is generally the norm. What about the Spurs? What about them? Three titles, five years, Tim Duncan's prime. Then they didn't win for another six. All these dynasties have an expiration date. Players get old, injured, and tired of each other. That's what it really is. The three tiers in the NBA that end a dynasty. Age, injuries, and bickering. To say this right now, but to be honest with you, I don't see the Golden State Warriors bringing home another championship. Y'all gonna sit on first take. You and Dominique Foxworth are going to sit on first take and say that Steph Curry will not be in the conversation for a championship yeah. in the yeah. next four years. Yeah. Wiggins is a bad basketball player. He's owed $95 million over the next three years, starting next year. It's it's unspeakable they did this. I Listen, I, people think I dislike the Warriors. I, there's things they've done that have irritated me. But going into this year, I said I thought they could be the sixth seed. I thought that if Clay came back at the end of the season, they could be dangerous. And that starting next year, we'll see if they can rejuvenate the old Splash Brother 15-16 team and be dangerous. It's over for them now. We will never see Steph in another NBA Finals, ever. They they have no path forward. Draymond's 30. Clay's 30. Steph's about to be 32 when he takes the court again in mid-March, one would assume. I, they are... Draymond, Wiggins, Clay, and Steph next year, $128 million for the cap. Cap's 115. They have no way to get better now. Whew. So that was a lot. Stephen A., Colin Coward, Kendrick Perkins, Nick Wright. You didn't hear much of Skip Bayless, though. And that's who Draymond started out with the call-outs. That's what I want to get to here. Everything within the parade, I mean, if this was a two-hour show, then I would get to the Draymond stuff on the parade. And, you know, this cool story that he had about Peter Goober and, you know, of course, Warriors part owner. And Peter Goober saying, talking about this story about how he's in the film industry and their goal when they're making a movie is to win Oscars. And how he said, look, Draymond... You can appreciate the movie, you can appreciate the end product, you can appreciate the award, but in the end, what matters is the journey. And I do think that that speaks to not only the athlete, but it can speak to the fan base as well. The fan base who has taken time out of their lives to watch this game, or to watch this team rather, on any given night. I think that's something that I appreciate the most about this show, about this community that we've created here at 5 a.m. Like this is That's what's been the proudest moment for me of this show by far, was just being able to go through the ups and downs of a regular season with all of you, and we can all overreact and, hell, even underreact in, some cer- in certain situations. And be wrong, and have it be a Okay, that's what I want to start off with before Dre, before we get to the Draymond sound from his podcast. I do think it's okay to be wrong. But the problem that I see, and I'll preface what I'm about to play with this, in my opinion, when it comes to these talking heads on you know, ESPN and FS1, that's really where it starts. The main issue that I have, it's, it's not so much their, their takes on sports. You know, it's not so much their opinions, but the problem I have when it comes to the national media and the things that they say, understanding that they have a lot of producers around them and there are certain angles that they take in order to get viewers to their show. The main problem that I have, and this is a problem that I hope 
the new media that Draymond is talking about doesn't stumble into. The problem that I have with this real media, that's what Skip Bayless calls it to Draymond, the real media, quote-unquote. Of course, he tries to get Draymond to go on to Undisputed. Let's talk about it on Undisputed. Let's talk about it on my show so that my show can get the ratings. You know, like, that's how Skip Bayless does things. But the problem that I have with the real media is I don't think that some of their takes are real. Like, when Kendrick Perkins, in the middle of that montage, if you heard it, he opens up his segment saying, and to be honest with you, I don't believe that he's being honest. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't believe that he's saying, to be honest with you, I don't believe he's being honest. I think there's an angle that he's trying to take. I don't think he honestly thinks what he's saying. And that's an issue that I have with a lot of national media, especially with Draymond's boss. <laughs> you know, the funny part is, you know, he, he's, he, well, before we get to the sound, I know I keep saying before we get to the sound, and I promise you I'm going to get to it. I'm sorry that I'm frustrating you at 548 in the morning, 549 in the morning, really. And I'm, but I'm hot on this. And I was hot on this this morning when I listened to this podcast at one and a half speed. Maybe that's why I'm talking at one and a half speed. I'm going to talk like this, like Draymond Green on the one and a half speed podcast. <laughs> but Colin Cowherd is the guy who owns the rights to his podcast. I know it's called the Draymond Green Show, but it's part of the Volume Sports. The Volume Sports is under the Colin Cowherd umbrella that he's trying to create, that a lot of these media members are trying to create, like Dan Lebetard, for example, creating Lebetard and Friends. Although it may not be good for the show, and personally, I don't listen to that show like at all anymore because it's totally different. Colin Cowherd trying to do the same thing. But Colin Cowherd is exactly what Draymond's talking about. And Draymond's not going to call him out because Colin Cowherd is the one who's got him doing the podcast. I'd love to hear what he had to say about Colin Cowherd because a large chunk of that montage was Colin Cowherd. And with him, I don't believe the things he's saying unless he trashes Baker Mayfield. But I do know, and it's publicized, that he has a lot of producers writing for his show. Writing what he says. Now, sure, they, he might you know, go into the pre-producer meeting and say, hey, I'm hot on this. Let's let's make something up here. But I don't believe half of what he's saying, a majority of what he's saying, because I don't think he believes it either. And he's just saying it to say it. And I think that's a that's my problem with, you know, this real media that Skip Bayless tries to talk about compared to the new media with Draymond Green. Now, Draymond backs up J.J. Redick and C.J. McCollum and all those guys. But all those guys have fallen victim at some point to the hot take. To the hot take that is eventually going to happen. We all have. That's just what happens when you get to the media. Draymond Green, two years ago, said, get my man Devin Booker out of Phoenix when he was on TNT. Where's the analysis there? There wasn't any analysis there. You're just saying, get my man Devin Booker out of Phoenix. And all that did was get him in trouble. And what happened? Well, the Suns ended up going to the NBA Finals the next season. (laughs) So we've all fallen victim to that. J.J. Redick, for sure, has fallen victim to that. C.J. McCollum, I haven't really heard him do it too much. I haven't heard him too much on TV or anything. He's fallen victim to that. Patrick Beverly, Draymond talks about him on the podcast, how he's a part of new media. Patrick Beverly was talking all this mess that didn't feel real. And now I'm in from the 510. Just get to it. You know what? I will. Draymond, this is the first part. Call it out, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. No, I don't want to come on your show. No, I'm not going to come on your show and debate. But if you want to analyze the game of basketball and we come on there and we do that, I'd absolutely consider it. I'd consider it. Say I'm going to come. 
but I will consider it. But if you want to sit there and debate, I didn't go to law school, brother. Like, I don't want to come on your show and debate sports or debate anything else because I didn't go to law school. If I, if I wanted to debate something, then I just like, I would have went to law school and really did that. Not try to make basketball that like, no, basketball is beautiful. Basketball. There's a lot to analyze in the game of basketball. If you know the game. And I think that's a problem a bunch of you guys run into. You can't give analysis because you don't know the game. So you end up trying to like debate with somebody and like, that's whatever. Teach his own. But like, I don't want to sit there and debate with you on TV. And then he continued on Skip Bayless. Because quite frankly, there's someone that's never watched your show. And they may be flicking through the channels and see me on your show. And because they've never watched the show and they flick through the channel and they see me on your show, they may mistakenly take me for the fool as opposed to knowing right away that you're the fool. And I'd hate for them to mistakenly take me for the fool that you are or get me confused with the idiot that you are. Like, I don't have much of an interest for that. I, I wouldn't want that on my name and, and to like, like, no, it, it's, it's very evident what you are and who you are. Like, we know that it's concrete. Like, we know exactly who you are. Clown. <laughs> he went off on him. Like, I don't, I've always, with Skip, I've never, I, I never really liked first take when Skip and Stephen A were on it. I could respect what they were trying to do. But it all stemmed from that show and him trying to recreate it on Undisputed. Although I think Shannon Sharp is hilarious, and I do like Shannon Sharp's insight into football. I think Shannon Sharp needs to detach himself from Skip because that's what people think. But when it comes to Skip and the things that he's saying, there's just angles to everything. So I get where Draymond is coming from there when he's talking about Skip Bayless. And then he continued, and he talked about... One Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins, you act like this clown, and it's baffling to me. He could never be you. You know why he could never be you? Because he never done it. You go up here acting like him. You don't have to do that, buddy. You played. You did it. Go talk about it. Or can you not? I'd hope that you can. With all these hot takes you make, you should be able to. You don't have to act like that, my man. You don't have to go up there. You go from being enforcer to coon. How does that happen? At least you act like an enforcer. I didn't really ever take you for one, which is why when we were playing the Cavs in the NBA Finals and I was shaking them pom-poms and people was like, oh, man, I remember my Twitter blowing up. Like, you leave LeBron alone. You shouldn't be shaking pom-poms at LeBron. Brown, my big brother, I would never shake pom-poms at him. Also, who's he cheering for? I was shaking pom-poms at the guy in the suit in the back over here in the bench. Shaking my pom-poms at him, that guy. You don't have to act like that, man. You can go on TV and be real and, like, stand on business. You don't got to go up there doing that stuff you're doing. So that's Draymond Green calling out Kendrick Perkins. And he continued. He he went on for a long time. Like, I'm, I'm not going to just replay his entire podcast uh, for the show because if I did, then it would just last the hour. And, you know, I'm sure you'd rather hear Draymond Green's podcast for an hour than what I'm just spewing right now. But. Or maybe, you know, maybe you just want a little more entertainment. I don't know. Draymond, very entertaining, although he's very slow-paced. And he's all business. 
So if you want to hear 40 minutes of him calling out uh, calling out media members, feel free. Just the one that he doesn't call out is Colin Cowherd, who is worse than all of them. Well, he's not as bad as he's not as bad as Skip. I'll, I'll give him credit there. But he also called out Nick Wright. And um, here's where I'm at with Nick Wright. I, we got a text here as soon as I brought this up. From the 408, Nick Wright is probably the dumbest basketball analyst I've ever seen in my life. Anyone who thinks LeBron is a better player than Michael Jordan is dumb, bottom line, and I question if they could see out of their eyes. Now, as a guy who works in radio and understanding that you can't just work in your hometown, like I'd love to think that I'd be working in the Bay Area for the rest of my life. I'd love to think that, but, you know, just with how, if you study up on radio personalities and what happens with them, tend to go a lot of different places, you know, and I don't know what, you know, what, what, like if if I'm going to be in the Bay Area forever, you never know, could be, but I'm not expecting it. And that's just how radio personalities go. That's how it goes with media. You know, it just, it just happens every now and then. Like, where you just feel like you got to move on. And that's what Nick Wright did. He started originally in Kansas City, and that's why he's a Kansas City homer. And uh, there's a story where he tried out for a Houston radio station, and he had a 12-page notebook front to back on all these facts with within Houston sports. And he basically went up to the guy who's interviewing him, the program director, and essentially just said, hey, test me on any of these. And I will know the answer. Like, I have studied up on my Houston sports. I know the history, and I'll watch the games. And he's thrived in those roles. But when you're in these national roles and you're, you're away from the local roles, you have to pay attention to all these different teams. You can't watch a ton of different games at the same time. And I'm not defending Nick Wright here because all his takes are just incredibly strong. Like, just saying... You know, Andrew Wiggins, instead of just saying, you know, I don't like this contract, I don't think it's going to be worth it, instead, he has to go to the length, to the lengths of, oh, it's the worst contract in NBA history. Steph's never winning another championship. And going on to all these other takes, instead of just giving his one on the Wiggins contract. And quite frankly, I think a lot of us would have agreed at the time with Wiggins' contract that it was not a good contract because of the way that Wiggins was playing back in Minnesota. Did we think that he'd be playing up to the potential of Joel Embiid, which is who he was making the same amount of money as? I didn't think so. But to go to those lengths, that's why it it it, it you know you that's why people are just put off by it because they just don't even want to hear any of that other hot takey business. And I think that the issue that Skip Bayless runs into, Kendrick Perkins runs into, Colin Cowherd runs into, all these guys, Stephen A. Is they're so they're forced to focus on so many sports that the only way that they're even going to have any sort of sports talk that's remotely interesting is by giving you some sort of hot take about said player instead of actually speaking on said player. Did we get any reason as to why from Nick Wright that Andrew Wiggins his contract was the worst in NBA history? No. We didn't get any reason. He just said it's the worst in NBA history. Then he moved on to another hot take about Steph Curry in the finals. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? It's just, they, they, they bring it to these just, just this other level. And they keep on adding layers on layers on layers. It's like that, you know, that 12-layer cake that you see at a restaurant. And you're like, who the hell would eat all that? It's just way too much to digest. You know, like, just make it short. Make it sweet. Make it simple. Now I'm, I'm, you know, I hope Draymond doesn't fall into that, into that whole hot take business. But 
you know, I, I think that it's uh, I think it's fascinating just hearing you know players speak on this, and I wonder who's going to be involved in the new media along with JJ Redick and CJ McCollum and Draymond Green. Like, I'm sorry, but Draymond, you got to get out of the volume sports and create your own podcast network. I know Colin Cowherd and his you know company, his brand, they're doing a lot of the uh, yeah, they're doing a lot of the funding for the podcast with the volume sports. They got to start their own podcast network, I think. We didn't even get to the Kevin Durant stuff either. We didn't even get to any of that. We didn't have enough time. But Kevin Durant with his own podcast, I find that one always interesting. I've listened to that a little bit. First time I listened to that actually was when Draymond made that appearance a couple of years ago. Um, we didn't get to any of that, but I do like this version of the new media, though. I do like p- uh, players speaking on things that are happening within their sport. It's good to have, you know, extra voices. And, you know... It, it doesn't feel genuine whenever they're up at the podium sometimes. It feels like they're just trying to get through the question, give you a generic answer, not stir up any controversy, then get out. Starting to see players open up a little bit. We're seeing it more with football. You know, with the Raiders, Darren Waller and Max Crosby have their own podcast because Blue Wire Pods is based out of Vegas. You're getting plenty of those. Everyone has a podcast nowadays. And from the 925, yeah, the contract was pricey, but Wiggins was a better fit than D'Lo. He was a position that needed an upgrade. No doubt. No doubt. But at the time, like as far as a contract goes, like no one would have said, oh yeah, Andrew Wiggins, totally worth all that money that Joel Embiid's being paid right now. Like I don't think anybody would have said that. And it's totally fine to change your opinion too. But admit that you did say that in the start. And I admitted that I was skeptical about it. But you know what? They turned him into an NBA champion. So how can I be skeptical about it anymore? And now we're already talking about a new contract possibly on the way for Andrew Wiggins. Whoo, this offseason is going to get interesting. What do we got? A little less than a month away till training camp, July 26th. Training camp believes uh, uh, starts for a majority of teams. The offseason for the NBA, Major League Baseball, what's going to happen at the trade deadline? The Giants? I know June and July are supposed to be slow sports times, but man, whew. I know, I gotta get to break. I'm sorry, Shasky. Gotta get to here. Uh, gotta get to you guys. The Morning Rose with Bonte and Joe the Butcher with Shasky. They're coming up next. I'm sorry, guys. I'm rambling on 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. All right. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 